What's up, everybody, and welcome again to Two Old Souls, the show where we talk about the movies, the shows, the music, the people, and most importantly, the memories that keep us young. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me, is, as always, is Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? Hey, Mr. Michael. How are you doing? I know we're going to be talking about a lot of misters today. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, we got a special, got a special one for you guys today. Um, so we're, it's not just going to be the two of us yammering on. Um, we are bringing in a very good, good, good old friend of mine. Um, so whenever we bring in a guest here, we're going to call them soulmates because who doesn't love branding and consistent, uh, synergy. So, <laughs> so this, uh, our, my soulmate today that I'm bringing on is somebody that I have known since I was 13, much like how in, uh, TV shows you meet new people and it's like they get introduced, you get familiar with them. And then before you know it, they're a regular in your life and you couldn't imagine the show without them. So, uh, my soulmate today is my good friend, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Thanks for coming on. Hi. <laughs> It's her first time on totally a podcast. It's her first time on a podcast, and, and we're happy to have you. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. So we'll just friendship is a real gift. Mm-hmm. So enough burying the lead. Uh, today's today's episode is going to be a retrospective uh, retrospective of the seminal uh, '90s sitcom Boy Meets World. Uh, this was the show was created by Michael Jacobs and April Kelly. It originally ran on the ABC network from September 24th, 1993, uh, ending on May 5th, uh, 2000, for a grand total of seven seasons. I don't know exactly how many episodes, but you got the Wikipedia up on there, Andrew? I'm just curious. Do we know exactly how many episodes there are of Boy Meets World? There's like 23 episodes a season. A season. So, I mean, upwards of 200 for sure. Uh, it looks... Oh, really? Oh, only 158. 158. Okay. 158. Yeah, that tracks seven seven seasons. So this show, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, and I really hope that if you haven't, you do, or if you have and you're just here to strap yourself in, you probably know all this already. It's a coming-of-age story about a uh, boy in Philadelphia named Corey Matthews as he grows up and learns a lot of lessons about himself, the world, uh, his family, his friends, uh, chiefly with the help of his uh, mentor slash next door neighbor, Mr. Feeney. You know, it's it's really just a awesome coming of age story, I would say. And um, you get him falling in love with falling in love with his with Topanga Lawrence, who he kind of hates at first, and then they the continuity is not of this sh- this show is not known for consistent continuity, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, it's okay. It was yeah. weekly TV, and um, yeah, it's true. It, it, we got to see them grow up. That's true. And, that yeah. was a, and they, and I don't know, I was not too too much younger than them, but mm-hmm. still young, younger enough yeah. to um, appreciate yeah. and relate to it later on. Yeah. So, so yeah. for sure, like the core, the core of the growing up is done by Corey, his best friend Sean Hunter, um, who's kind of on his own trajectory. Comes from a different kind of family. First slash mostly only love to Panga Lawrence and his older brother Eric. So that's kind of the core four, if you had to kind of put it that way. Like how the Justice League has like Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, and everyone kind of just happens around them. Um, we get other people who kind of come in and out of the show, but it kind of mostly centers on them. That's one thing that I did want to that really struck me as I was rewatching stuff to prepare for this episode is that every season it's almost like they kind of it's almost like a soft reboot of the show. It's like every season's kind of a different show entirely. Would you would you 
what do you guys think about that i i agree with that you mm-hmm. you um said it so nicely yeah for sure and i've been thinking about this a lot too i think you know what kind of set in this was one i think this was honestly the first like live action tv show like certainly sitcom that i really latched onto and gravitated towards as a kid like once i saw that they started running reruns on disney channel i made sure i'd caught it every single day because they would mm-hmm. just show like two or three episodes at a time do you remember that vanessa when they'd first started running mm-hmm. that and i would yeah i didn't miss for the most part i once i jumped in i don't think i missed a single episode but now that i'm looking back on it it honestly is kind of a nice mirror of how i kind of feel like adolescence actually is compared to sitcoms about you know young adults where they all kind of mostly stay the same throughout every year of your life i would say um especially once you get into say middle school it's almost like a totally new start you know your clothes are different you look different your voice changes your friend group might look kind of different there might be people you're only friends with for a few months at a time and then you you know life happens and people go their separate ways so I, I, I actually kind of think that's a nice alternative way to look at it rather than just to say they just kept changing stuff because for the sake of changing stuff. Yeah, I never got the um, impression they intentionally like screwed up their stories or continuity, but mm-hmm. it stood out a little more, I think, than I'm sure they would have liked to. I can't think of too many examples of it, Yeah, but no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Adolescent, it's it's so relatable. It's a relatable show to, um, I don't know. It was, it was one of those shows that... I guess it was like the first show that I, I liked that wasn't like a cartoon or a super kid show. Yeah, totally. Like when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like when I first saw it, they were already mm-hmm. um, maybe season three. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was like I was able to follow it a little bit. And then, like you said, with the, the, the Disney Channel release. Um, yeah, I saw it all the time. Mm-hmm. How did you find the show, Vanessa? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I did a lot of stuff that my cousins were doing. Right. You have a lot of older cousins. cousins. Mm-hmm. So I would watch this, I would watch, like, Family Matters and all those type of shows, like, step by step. Yeah, that, yeah. A lot of it in, like, middle school and, like, the three, four o'clock ABC Family Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and this was part of that very iconic TGIF lineup on on ABC. So as you mentioned, yeah, like, a lot of shows came out, was, came in and out of that lineup, like, Family Matters. Well, like Sabrina. Uh, step Sabrina by step. Yeah, that. Sabrina. Yeah, ABC. That's why we had, that's why there was like a weird Salem cameo yeah. in one episode. <laughs> there was, there was, was the like occasional Salem crossover. and Sabrina. Yeah. And then uh, like there was a step by step thing too. One of like one of the daughters from step by step was in their Disney, ep- Disney episode. And I didn't, it totally makes sense that every sitcom that had a Disneyland or Disney World episode was an ABC show because they're owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, they bankrolled all that. That was just a 30-minute long commercial, uh, except, you know. My least favorite of those was uh, Full House, because, like, Michelle was acting like a little asshole the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stephanie was just really uh, feeling uh, the middle child syndrome. But we're not here to talk about Full House. We're here to talk about Boy Meets Road, so I'm going to get off of that high horse. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just going to kind of... Uh, do kind of a survey of the seasons and just see where the conversation goes from there. Um, you know, talking about favorite moments, kind of story and character arcs, because I mean, everyone really kind of, as much as it's a sitcom and everybody sort of has their shtick and their traits and their tropes, I do think everyone kind of changes in in different ways, just depending on the season. 
So without further ado, shall we get shall we get started? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So season one, I would say, is the most kid friendly season for sure, because uh, the characters like Corey and Sean are only in the sixth grade. I think it's supposed to be like they're probably in one of those like K through six schools. Um, and every episode is pretty. There's a formula pretty much. I just wrote down Corey doesn't understand something, then he understands it just a little bit better. Credits. I think that's pretty much every episode. Yeah, I um, I don't know, man. Like, I I think season one is is hella funny, but I remember just when I was you know a little older mm-hmm. and the reruns were on, like you said, Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. When they got around to the rotation of the the season one, mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, I can't watch Boy Meets World for like two weeks. <laughs> I, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. This I don't want to watch the kid episodes. But no, there's like moments that you you re, you remember like mm-hmm. pretty well, like the like when she handcuffs him and kisses him, and mm-hmm. Topanga kisses Corey, or like just Minkus, his whole presence. Um, I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, um, how he just like stands up to everybody. Yeah, so he's the, yeah he's the so they have this character Stuart Minkus who is he's only in the first season, but he's sort of like the foil. He's kind of the whipping boy for Corey and Sean, just because he's the smart mm-hmm. kid and kind of like the class suck up but i actually like him you know because he doesn't take any shit that's the thing yeah he's more of a rival yeah Yeah. especially yeah because he's like he has a crush on topanga like no i wasn't gonna say not too but yeah he's totally friend zoned by topanga pretty much the whole time but he thinks he has it like in the bag yeah it's so weird because he's Um, because he reads perky magazine remember (laughs) (laughs) it's very much uh happy gilmore and shooter mcgavin style i guess Uh, yeah their their rivalry battling of wits for sure for sure and then there was always so one thing i actually read this is really this is really fucking funny for me and like i think once you hear this you won't be able to unsee it so apparently sean didn't have a name until the fourth season or sorry fourth episode um, but not only that, so there was always Corey and Sean, and, you know, there was always a scene of them just, like, talking in the cafeteria at their lunch table. But for mm-hmm. maybe the first third of that first season, there's always some random third kid friend. Yes. You notice yeah, that? I, so, yeah, I would yeah. call that. Like, so sometimes, yeah. like, like one of the kids was uh, Yaya from Sandlot. Okay. Yes. The one who's like, she bought me a discus. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sometimes it was him, and then I think maybe they brought a couple of black kids in too. But I think what happened like two or three. Yeah, so I think what happened, they said that they wanted Corey to have two best friends, and he had really good ch- chemistry with uh, Ryder Strong. Apparently, Ryder Strong was the first and only person to audition for Sean. Like he was so mm-hmm. good that they just gave it to him out the gate. But they were like, no, we I think we want a third friend. So they just kept trying out different kids to see who would stick. And then eventually they're like, nah, what's cool? It's just Corey and Sean. But so they called it like the chair of death because they were like, well, who's going to be sitting with us this time? (laughs) And then I think that's why in like the latter half of the season, you just see more like they're just interacting with Minkus more. And, you know, he's kind of the person for like exposition or sending them on their way to whatever the episode is whatever's going to happen mm-hmm. in the episode so and the clothes let's yeah and i don't think any there, there's not enough talk about the, the clothes that they were in that first season well there's this um speaking of clothes yeah. i was going to bring this up there's this shirt that sean hunter wears and he wears it for at least i think i don't i don't know how many seasons it goes through but hella episodes and it looks like it's like a cross it's like this but i don't know what the picture is i can never find the design mm-hmm. of the shirt it looks like jesus or something but <laughs> It, but like the design is like black red and like the 
figures like white. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure you've seen it because it's in in like way more than one episode. Yeah. Like, I always wondered what that shirt was, but I could never um, like I never figured out what what was on it. Mm-hmm. But all I noticed was yeah. that their clothes are always so huge. Yeah, like really oversized <laughs> and just yeah. very like loud pastelly kind of clothes and whatnot. Um, the other thing that I think I was, really remember yeah. the the Phillies the Phillies jersey that he would wear mm-hmm. and the hat. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like you said, it was so oversized. Mm-hmm. He had a Ducks jersey for a bit. He did? Really? Mm. Oh. Uh, I think Corey was wearing it. And I think, yeah, one thing, and a couple of things happen here. And, you know, one thing that I think distinguishes this season is you get a lot more of uh, Corey's family, like the Matthews family at large gets a lot more screen time and sort of, Mm. like, uh, part of the story, um, particularly with, like, Morgan 1. (laughs) I love Morgan Wood. She's so cute, dude. I love, yeah, like, she doesn't, nobody, the thing is, is like, Corey's kind of an idiot. I mean, like, he's not stupid, but he's very ignorant for most of the, like, he's very, either very ignorant or just very naive, and mm-hmm. kind of everyone around him is sort of putting him in his place in one way or the other, kind of just, like, dropping signs on him, so even his four-year-old sister isn't taking any mess. It was a lot of, like, dad-centric Episodes yeah too. absolutely like when he kept him mm. when he kept him up late to watch the no hitter the water the gun gloves oh yeah the silver gloves i think my favorite of that season is when they think that their parents are cheating on each other <laughs> oh my god that was so funny <laughs> mom was with another guy i seem to remember like a lot of i, I since i didn't go back and watch it but I, for some reason i remember like a lot of scenes with that involved the window like in Corey's room. Like there was oh, looking out the window. the window. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there was like, a treehouse outside. Something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He was there a lot because he was just kind of contemplating his life ever since every time like things went wrong. That's true. Mm-hmm. The, the room was <laughs> his like safe space. Um, yeah. It was that in his treehouse. Yeah, the, the treehouse was only I think like the first few episodes, and then he was never really in there anymore. But you could like yeah. kind of still, you still kind of know it's there. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the yeah. Series. Yeah. So I think they do go back up into it at least mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, maybe the dad sits in it. I don't. I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. maybe Eric does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So we can talk about yeah, and like how and you know Eric is such a different character in that first season he's just like he's normal he's just he's just normal and he's just constantly just macking on girls you know like he gets to i'm trying to think who ultimately got to kiss more girls him or uh him or sean i think sean just because like the show ultimately focused more like on his love life and stuff but he kind of had that first eric had a couple repeats repeat girls that he Mm -hmm. really i thought it was always kind of different every time no, I remember that girl that he said I love you to. She mm-hmm. was there a couple times. Mm-hmm. He also made out with Jennifer Love Hewitt on the, the scream episode. He did. He got to. He got like yeah. He just, like, so he got to kiss. Himself, like, he just did it right away. You know, well, they were dating in real life, know, so it's okay. <laughs> I believe you. So it's yeah, he got wall. he got to it's kiss. Fourth wall breaking. He got to kiss Jennifer Love Hewitt. He got to. Did he kiss Carrie Russell? I think because that was she was Feeney's niece. Though they might have kissed. He also got to make out with mm-hmm. Connie from the Mighty Ducks season two. Oh, yeah, the hearing episode. Yes, yes. Oh, we're gonna get ahead of, ourselves, ahead of ourselves a little bit, but yeah. So you have Eric, and he's just he's just working at his dad's supermarket, and everything like that. Um, I'd say the most important episode for the first season, though, is the because it really just sets up a dynam- a dynamic that you see throughout the rest of the show going forward, is where uh, Corey has to decide whether he's going to cover up for Sean after he blows up the mailbox with the cherry bomb. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. That was a great one. That was scary. I was like, what's happening? It's rainy, he's coming in and he wants to cover for him. Like, I don't know what I would do, you know? I think his dad kinda tells him, you know, sometimes you do have friends who are gonna be in a little bit more riskier stuff than you and you have to decide like how are you gonna show up for them and I'm like, That's a good that's a really good point, you know, like things are never as simple or as black as black and white. I think before that though, Corey was kind of a bad influence on Sean. I would say he's definitely louder. That's one thing that really sticks out to me is how loud like maybe because it's like pre puberty or like going through puberty, but the way he plays Corey it's just I feel like he's, like, shouting most of that first season. Isn't that what it sounds like to any yeah. of you guys? I think the Savage Brothers have a yelling problem. That's true. Kids, That's true. To be honest with you. <laughs> yes, so Ben Savage is the brother of Fred Savage, star of The Wonder Years, another seminal coming-of-age uh, show yes. that we will be covering at some point. But you are right. That is kind of the family acting style, <laughs> I would say. If he studied under his elder, older brother, what can you do? So I don't really have too much else to say about season one because I know there's so much more fun to be had. So if mm-hmm. you guys don't mind. If, if any, I agree. Did you guys let's, like let's... Jason? So yeah, if Eric had a best friend, Jason, played by Jason Marsden, <laughs> who was the voice of like Max on Goofy from Goofy Movie. That was sort of his other claim to fame. Okay. Yeah. I um. I, also I thought every boyfriend. I I thought every uh character in Boy Meets World, like the whole series, like I didn't have any problem with any of them, but. Like, a few of them, like, Jason felt slightly just out of place. Like, he looked a little too old to me to be That's, in high school. I guess. And he had sort of even, that mullet kind of going but like on. Kiner, mm-hmm. But even the Kiner was, like, old. He looked a little old, but... But that was supposed to be know, the character, kinda, though. Like, he's, yeah, he's the exactly. life for, he's the life for um, bully, you know? Yeah. He was just, like, a little too whiny for me, but I, yeah. I did like him. Like, he, I didn't have a problem with him. My note says, yeah. annoying and manipulative. <laughs> yeah. He was, just an op- he was just an opportunist, you know? I think he just wanted the best for... He just wanted Eric to capitalize on the opportunities in front of him, and then he eventually tried to do it too with that. Uh, what's the name of that girl from Georgia? Des Desiree, I think it was. Oh God, her. How's my little Georgia? Kiss. Georgia Peach. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, awful. Good. So, any other thoughts on season one before we move on to season two? I'm okay. Okay, all right. So, season two has them move from sixth grade into. High school, because I don't know, apparently some high schools start in seventh grade. I don't know. Maybe they did at some point. Maybe they still do elsewhere. Um, so anyway, Sean, Corey, and Topanga move into high school. John Adams High, Mr. Feeney, who they think they're leaving behind, turns out to be their principal. And I just have it here in all caps. Now we're a 90s teen sitcom, because this season, this is honestly probably one of my favorite seasons. It's just fun. There's the occasional standalone, more kind of serious storyline, but it's just really about, I feel like this season's really just about Corey and Sean's never-ending quest for popularity and social acceptance and trying to meet girls and score with chicks and, and things like that. So it's just really fun. It's, yeah, and you get to like see Sean's uh, family too. Eric, I think, is graduated or, or no? That's his last year. I think he's a senior. He's a year. he's a junior. This is him okay. trying to pick his grades up a little bit more. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, then he and Mr. Feeney just has him do like these. I don't know. It's like he has him do these missions. I don't know these little assignments. Mm-hmm. And like Eric's always frustrated. My favorite thing of season two is Harley. Har- I was gonna say so. He's absolutely <laughs> Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, so wait, let's backtrack. I think we're all in agreement that the secret sauce of season one is original Morgan, I would yeah, say. There's a pretty unanimous there. She's just got a lot of great one-liners. She's a, 
she's a contender moving forward. So. She could she could absolutely give yeah Michelle Tanner a run for her money. But yeah, season two we introduce more. There's just a lot. There's it's a real revolving door of characters. It feels a little bit more lived in in terms of who they're interacting with. Um, but we have these recurring bullies, um, and I think that's actually why they got rid of Minkus is because they wanted to instead show that Sean and Corey are the ones getting bullied now. So we have basically like a small mafia at the school consisting of Frankie Stacchino, aka Ethan Suplee, aka Willem from Mallrats, and Joey the. He was Rat. also in the Butterfly Effect. Yes, he was in the. Yes, he was yes. in the Butterfly Effect. Uh, what else? he was also in Remember the Titans, and uh, My Name Is Earl with Jason Lee. Uh, we got Joey the Rat, who I think is in an indie. After he stopped acting and uh, started up a really successful indie rock band called Rilo Kylie with another former child actor, so that was actually, that's pretty cool. And uh, Harley, Harley Kiner, who is always squinting and kind of, acting is about choices, right? Isn't that what they always say? And this dude just like chewed all the scenery, like he's like squinting, he's like always kind of like pursing his lips together while he talks. It's it's kind of soft-spoken, but you still think he'll kick your ass. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. Well, he's also, I mean, it's a, it's a stage show, so I wonder yeah. who this, like, I'm going to look up his... Um, Michael Jacobs? Is that his name? Yeah, the creator? No, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the actor. The guy who played Harley. Uh, yeah. His name was uh, Danny McNulty. Danny McNulty? Yeah. I'm, I wonder, I'm interested to know what else he did. Yeah. So, because mm-hmm. that, what you just described is like, I don't know, like high school theater 101. Yeah, this is, that's the, that's a thing, too. Like, Andrew, you were telling me uh, the other day, you feel like, yeah, like sometimes watching this show just feels like you're watching like a really funny play. Yeah. At certain respects. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I had said that, but for sure. Something yeah. along those lines, my bad, but yeah. Um, who was your favorite of that trio, uh, Vanessa? Uh, Harley, Harley, Joey, and Frankie. It's between Harley and Frankie. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe Frankie because he was on for longer. That's true. You you saw more of him, and he was you could tell like he you know he was really sensitive, but just didn't like having to be the big enforcer bully. The first thing he's very profound. Everything he said was so deep. Yeah, I, I like for me it's either the rat or or Harley because mm-hmm. they just have like their responses or even Frankie too. But like mm-hmm. I don't know, they have like the best responses to like questions that are obviously stupid mm-hmm. in their in their perception mm-hmm. like um like when Corey's dating uh tk yeah and and then i guess Har- oh uh, harley confronts him in the hallway <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh uh are yeah. we good he's like no and just stuff like that uh-huh. used to kill me i mean you know it's full of that there's enough yeah there's an episode i think where he's like saying he's gonna go see frankie's poetry reading and Corey's like frank like harley you like poetry he's like what you think a guy like me doesn't have a sensitive side? I had to smack you around for that. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's so funny. There's a very small club of people who'd be like, "Yes, I was a one-time girlfriend character on Girl on Boy Meets World," and I think this season, just like per capita, had the most of them. I think like Wendy. Which one? Oh, the girl. Oh, yeah, the girl who like plotted out Corey's whole future and everything. Corey and her's whole future yeah, started out with yeah, the roles. That's it. They want because they want you to take the roles. Even uh, Mina Suvari from American Pie was in it. Did you see that shit, Andrew? Wait, who? Mina uh, Mina Suvari. Who who was so the girl that Oz dates in American Pie? Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. She in the yeah, ago, yeah the role, and she looks exactly the same. She looks exactly the same. She went on that date with 
that double with yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. and Eric. Yeah, because he was too embarrassed to actually like bring Corey, and then they went and like rode <laughs> the roller coaster to show that they weren't dangerous and stuff. And uh, actually, in terms of mentor characters, we how could we forget um, the other main addition to the cast, Mr. Turner, um, <laughs> or as I like to call him, the guy who I think auditioned for Casey Jones in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles but didn't get the part, so we got him in Boy Meets World instead. That was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Norm MacDonald's uh, younger brother. Oh, that too, that too. <laughs> but yeah, what did you guys think of Mr. Turner as sort of a foil, like of just the cool version of Mr. Feeney? I liked him. He reminds me, he kind of, like, I when I'm, you know, working and I have to talk like that in the middle of my class mm-hmm. to, like, children, mm-hmm. it's usually something that I think Jonathan Turner would say. Yeah, like... It's usually some kind of like smart snappy remark that's true like he's just as sarca- just as sarcastic as the kids but he's, yeah he's the teacher so it's okay <laughs> oh, i was, I was thinking of the say, like, uh he wanted to be the teacher but he also related to them at the same time mm-hmm. yeah doesn't sean stay with him yeah he, he becomes like sean's guardian when chet takes off and because you know, you know, it's just easier to have Sean be kind of from a broken home, so they did. That's one less adult that they had to pay, I guess, to mm. be on the show. <laughs> Maybe they were filming Waterboy or something at that time. Maybe who knows? Who knows? That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> um, who else? Any particular episodes stand out from uh, season two? Oh, I have like a uh, random note on here. Please, please, two. we love random notes. Have you guys noticed how many times that sign changed on that door? Oh, yeah. Andrew, have you noticed that? <laughs> Which sign? Go ahead, Vanessa. Yeah, go ahead. Break it down. It was, it was like the boys' bathroom, the girls' bathroom, Feeney's office. Oh, One yeah, yeah. Was like the counselor's <laughs> Guidance office. counselor's office, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I, I noticed that I think it was in one episode like there was someone coming like it was like a boy and a girl came out of the mm-hmm. same uh, door or the same from the same direction yeah in, in the phone booth is right there mm-hmm. I really my I'm always partial I think one of my favorite episodes I think is when they pretend to be in a band just to meet chicks that's I think that might be my favorite <laughs> the exits he just keeps a tuna wasn't the guy that gave him the guitar the replacement Harley oh later on? okay yeah so we'll get yeah we'll kind of we'll just get into that a little bit so the whole Harley of it all was very interesting. So there was one episode where I believe there was... So it's the episode where Sean decides that he just needs to be bad now because a girl called him trash or something like that, or white trash or something. So then he starts hanging out with Harley, but then Harley and his crew, but it was a different Harley, and he wasn't as like, hey, what are you doing, you know? Like, he was just this, like, hot... He just looked like this hot dude. But I looked into it, so what happened is, apparently, so Danny McNulty, the original Harley, actually suffered from a bipolar disorder, and I think he had, like, a breakdown in the middle of filming an episode, so he sat that one out, mm. and they just got some other dude temporarily, and then he came back in. But then, yeah, so another thing that happens a lot on this show is they'll use multiple, they'll bring back actors to play multiple parts. So mm-hmm. that guy who uh, gave Corey the guitar, that was actually Adam Scott. From Parks and Rec, and um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he though he then oh, yeah, plays, he Griff. yeah, he, he plays, plays Griff, Griff, but he wasn't Griff in that episode. Then they brought him back later as more of like a slicker. He's almost like Spicoli in Fast Times, Andrew, because like he has like <laughs> he gets pizza. I think he actually does get pizza delivered to him in class, or he has a masseuse come to massage him in the middle of Mr. Feeney's class, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, but he's like more a little more like slick and smooth. And a little bit more menacing because, like, he has like just these really like intense eyes. There's a lot of people, you know, like 
before they blew up that kind of came through boy meets world so it's kind of cool to see that so let's see any other season two remarks we're actually going at a pretty good clip right now i'm, I'm liking where it's going i'm just Not looking really. at the the page i don't think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. okay yeah because the really interesting stuff happens around like season four or five so we're definitely <laughs> i think we're just warming up to get to that point <laughs> All right, so going into season three, uh, where it's still a little bit more of the same, just high school hijinks, but then you see Corey and Topanga get together. I think that's one of the main things. I would say there's you see more storylines with Eric and Corey. Like, they start to bring them together more. They go on a road trip, right? That's at the Eventually? end. Yeah, that's at the end. Yeah. That season or season four? Uh, that was the that was the season. They they go on the road trip in the finale, and then the uh, season four premiere is the wrap up of that story. Well, that's when he doesn't mm-hmm. want to go home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sometimes like I, I've, I their their dynamic. I, I don't think they always had the best chemistry. Going back and watching Eric and Corey together, mm-hmm. but overall, good story arc. I think that sort of service their characters though because i think they play that up more because mm-hmm. you know he's scared that Corey's scared that eric's going off to college and he's like i never really got a chance to know you and now i never will and it's just you know because it's just like i said it's a sitcom and sometimes characterizations would just be very convenient for whatever the story needed but if you look at it from that angle i think it makes a little more sense but in later seasons, you get to, I think you, and they address it in later seasons too, sort of like the rifts between them, or not even the rifts, but just kind of like the disconnects. Yeah, because it's pretty consistent throughout the whole, uh, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, they're not best buds, but they, you know, they, it's not like they, they, they don't like each other. Yeah, anymore. there's, there's a mutual respect, but of course there's just the boundary, there's the lines mm-hmm. and stuff between them. Like sometimes you forget that, like when, like later on, I think you kind of forget that they're brothers mm-hmm. at some points. Yeah, well, then, then, yeah, then they kind of just it. go more in their own directions and, and and everything. So I would say here I do have one kind of thing to just get into with season three. Um, this was core. This featured Corey and Topanga's first breakup, which in retrospect mm-hmm. sound kind of comes off really stupid but i'm like in the context of well they're in eighth grade so that tracks so they're together for five months and at that point then they they feel like they're in a rut and they're they both wind up going to another school's dance pretending to be different people but they find each other out (laughs) and i just remember watching that at nine years old and that that shit wrecked me like they you know they go their separate ways and then one of them runs off and he's like Topanga, i think we're making a big mistake and then sees they're not there then then Corey turns away and then Corey, Topanga's like, Corey, wait, do you think maybe we should? And doesn't see him. And then they go their separate <laughs> ways. And there's an Art Garfunkel song for some reason afterward to a montage of all of their... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is two and a half seasons in and we're getting a breakup... Mo- we're getting a freaking breakup montage. Like, what's happening? <laughs> That's so, their, uh, that was their Wonder Years attempt. There was. and But I will again, I was in the third grade when I saw that. And I think maybe that was mm. my first time seeing anyone break up real or fictional <laughs> i mean probably besides you, my parents divorce but then but that yeah so that guys, got me do you guys remember like when you first heard that term like break up or like oh they broke up they it might have been from like it was, this de- show it was definitely like, from tv probably this yeah. show this i mean probably, this yeah. yeah this was such a primer of like adolescence and, and things that you go through mm-hmm. so i really 
I was really invested in the Cory Topanga dynamic and wasn't sure. I think I missed some episodes in between because I don't really remember a whole lot from when they break up. And then I feel like just a short time later, I saw them get back together in Disney World, even though the whole time Joey from 10 Things I Hate About You was trying to get it in with Topanga. I don't know. This season, I have... It was kind of boring. Yeah, so share share some, share your thoughts with that. I'm, I'm curious to see as to why. I don't know. Like, the first two seasons when I was watching it, I was, like, really into it. Mm-hmm. And then they got together, and then, I don't know. It was just like, okay, I'm just watching this just to watch it. That's, there's not as much that I remember quite so well. Yeah, I think it was, like, a more transitional sort of season. Because I do, I think I really, what I really enjoyed about season two is, yeah, just Corey and Sean as the underdogs and they're, you know, everything's always kind of blowing up in their face. But here it's more just things get, you know, it's sort of just still like, oh, the Sean and Turner trying to get used to be living with each other or Eric and Feeney had a thing or Sean and... Like, it gets mm-hmm, better mm-hmm. towards the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. But like, the middle of it was just boring. It was kind of a slog, I will say that. Yeah, I agree. The um, I didn't really, I don't really care about it until that episode you recommended to me, Michael. The Last Temptation of Corey. Oh right, yeah, like, where Corey. Kisses that's where the it kind of gets. Yeah, yeah that's where mm-hmm. it kind of gets like, oh, okay, this is a little more, um, it's a little more edgy now. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's getting spicy because uh, like at the end of that episode, I like you know you look at Tabanga and you're like, oh, you're so stupid. Don't do it. Don't take him back. You know. It's so. yeah. It's we're getting we're just getting started with the Cory and Topanga at all. Vanessa, yeah. did you realize right away that that was the president's daughter in that episode? Yes. Yes. I was really confused when I saw that. Yes. I'm like, is this al- <laughs> is this allowed? <laughs> we get new Morgan. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about that. So in the grand tradition of many 90s sitcoms, there's a lot of just recasting that goes on. Most prominent of which is we get one Morgan and then we get Morgan 2. And you guys remember, like, how they explained it away? They literally just were like, oh, long time no see. She's well, been out of timeout. Yeah, she's like, that's time. the longest timeout I've ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this what this Morgan was, like, she still gave her brother shit, but she was a lot more aggressive about it, I would say. Um, so it's still mm-hmm. funny, but just barely kind of, just barely there. But I did notice how, you know how in their, above their fireplace, there's a family picture? Mm-hmm. And it's from season one. But for a while, I think for maybe at least a whole good first season or a whole season from when they introduce the second Morgan, they just conveniently move a plant so that it's covering the first Morgan's face in the picture until they took a different picture <laughs> to replace it. Nice. <laughs> oh, all right, good for you guys. Good for you guys. Very that's, subtle. that's some real good production design. Those are things you don't think about. Yeah. I, I noticed so much more this time. This time I'm glad you around. noticed that. Yeah. And Topanga had fucking three dads. Like, what are the names of her mom? Uh, oh yeah, so mom. That? Yeah, Topanga. So yeah, Topanga starts out very hippy dippy. Started out as Chloe. Uh, so her name was Chloe, and then we just went to Rhiannon for some reason. Um, yeah. Oh, there's a third name, isn't there? Because no, no, there's no. like oh. a scene where Corey calls her like, "Oh, uh, Topanga of then." He he likes us a different ass name. Well, she had a well, no, she had a she had an older sister, Nebula. Is that what you're talking about? Or oh, no, yeah. no, there's a Nebula there's an episode. The Nebula yeah, there's that, the but yeah. there's an episode. I was watching it. Um, I forgot what he says, but he like refers to her. He like insults her, but so he calls her like a royal name. But oh, okay. he uh, like it sounds familiar. Like how, like, 
like like my dad's name is uh richard so it'd be like mm-hmm. oh andrew son of richard so he uh-huh. like called topanga oh. topanga daughter of oh. and then he said some wow. other woman's name okay i can't remember what it was though mm-hmm. i'm not gonna look for it right now but i guarantee it because i just watched it I, I like how uh his dad her dad during career day calls her tippy for short i can i can doug so I feel like another thing we get in season three is sort of the beginning of like the neuro- the more neurotic side of Corey. Like he's not really concerned with trying to be cool anymore, but he's just really paranoid about a lot of things and that's my favorite Corey. But we get we get way more of that as we as we keep going. Oh yeah, like when he straightens his hair by accident. Yeah. Is that season three? No, uh, that's season one. That's when Topanga kisses him for the first time. Is that season one? Yeah. Okay. That's uh the that's like the most the like fuck? Topanga centric episode. Yeah, I mean I I agree. Season three was kind of boring. Uh, I think there's like I think there's good moments, mm-hmm. but as far as like full episodes, mm-hmm. I. If, well, if season three is a little five. boring, season I'd say season five really hits its stride when the show really hits its sweet spot because season mm-hmm. four. I don't really know what was happening with the writers, but so many of those episodes were just like unnecessarily dark or just a little too much. So yeah, this is like, let's get into a little bit of this. So we got, (laughs) we have a very special child abuse episode uh, where Sean is protecting the girl from Jurassic Park. Oh my God, that is her. It's totally her. So she's really good at looking very scared and vulnerable because, you know, she left us. (laughs) Um... We have Eric dating a woman with a kid, mm-hmm. and it's the kid from Liar Liar. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, the cult episode. Oh yeah, fuck it. Let's get into it. Sean, <laughs> Sean joined a cult. Wait, wait, right are you are we centered enough to do this? Oh my god, where do we start? Oh, this episode. Oh, forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that, Michael, and I had to like just send that to you when I watched it. Mm-hmm. I think I was like, Michael. Are you centered? <laughs> How about that? So Sean, in his lack of belief system, and after a lot of, uh, after just an unexplained absence, Turner's there with a haircut. He looks like he's bulked up, and he's like, Sean, what do you believe in, man? He's like, maybe I don't believe in anything. So then Sean joins this cult because this really skinny chick from his class just recruits him with hugs, and then they he joins this cult led by mr mac and it's funny how like like you said they recruited him they mm-hmm. didn't want to take Corey. yeah no <laughs> no they didn't want to take they didn't want to take they eric because eric. Oh, eric, 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 right. eric was yeah, insincere yeah. he just he was just in it for the hugs the hugs <laughs> yeah it was eric <laughs> did something else happen in that episode too was there like a, another storyline simultaneously happening well it was preoccupying sean that's turner like with his dad episode. no 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 okay yeah yeah it's okay. just Turner's there we go accent. there we go yeah it's all kind of jumbled. And then, and then, yeah, Ryder Strong just rocking a praying to God monologue like he was going for the Oscar. Or the Tony? Mm-hmm. Or the, no, the Emmy? The Emmy? Yeah, Emmy. Yeah, day, you know, daytime Emmy. Or uh, <laughs> weeknight Emmy. There you go. Yeah, that's a, to me, that's such a good episode. Um, I think maybe not to the extreme, but we all, like, kind of deal with stuff like that. Kind of just follow the... Like if you find some outcasts or you find mm-hmm. like some kind of different mm-hmm. opinion that's not the norm and, and it really sticks with you, it could be dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like when the so it would often just be such a such a shift and you'd notice it because there's less of a laugh track and whatnot. Um, but the darker episodes I I feel like because you care about the characters so much, even when the things that are happening are so exceptionally kind of corny or out there. You're, you're kind of with it because you want to just, you just want them to be okay. <laughs> you want them to be yeah. all right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's kind of, and what I realized was, I don't really know about 
the cameras that they used to shoot like sitcoms and whatnot but as far as 90s sitcoms go this one was shot kind of like a soap opera with one of the you know what i'm talking you guys because you guys have seen soap operas before right yeah, yeah. i can mm-hmm. see it, yeah. yeah so i think that's what makes the the more serious scenes kind of makes me just sort of dial in a little bit more maybe it's the hospital yeah that maybe that's what yeah, you're like kind of putting a, together that's true good point good <laughs> um, point but you're right. There's like an ambiance to it where mm-hmm. it is kind of it's like not calm, but it's um almost very quiet. Yeah, there's more of a solemn thing where you're just you're just in it more, which is because it, it doesn't look at like film. I think is is the point where like some right. sitcoms, especially um, in the '90s, started to shoot with those kinds of cameras and and stuff. Let's I gotta give a shout out to I think my favorite just dive in episode of that season is Shallow Boy. Where, yes. Where Eric, <laughs> Eric gets Alanis Morissette in, or he gets you out of Node. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's in, that's when uh, Topanga's babysitting. Yes, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty hard to watch. That kid was pissing me off. Yeah. I think it was the kid <laughs> from Jingle All. You guys, I think it's the kid from Jingle All the Way where, uh, you know, he tries to get the ball out of the kid's mouth in the ball pit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen this. Yeah, there's just a lot of like mic drop boom fuck you moments in this season how about when like feeny just totally drags everyone for caring more about comic books and video games than actual school the quiz show episode oh which which episode is that they go on a quiz show and it starts out as like a very intelligent intelligent uh game show and then it just becomes like some mtv bullshit you don't really want to go to the next episode. Like, that's how I really judge these seasons is, like, am I going to sit down and watch all of these or am I going to skip around? Yeah, season four is not my favorite because it's really just, like, choice cuts and stuff. Oh, I like, I like the, the um, for some like reason. Me episode. Of course, Chick Like Me. Chick Like Me. Which one is that one? That's when, uh, that's when Sean dresses as a girl. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, he learns about consent. <laughs> yes. And Corey, Corey as Cora. How you doing, honey? <laughs> he does that a there's lot. Always like, actually, after there's always like some uh, like real metro references to Corey, like mm-hmm. in the whole series. Oh yeah, like, no, this is world. this is it's... where we start to this is where we start to really play up the sort of like homoerotic bromance between Sean and Corey. <laughs> like, yeah, because of Jennifer. Yeah, that's a that was... that episode's amazing where they have to sneak is that around. The one... Oh yeah, yeah, I love that episode. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, that was the one I was about to bring up, like mm-hmm. when they're in the book stacks mm-hmm. or the uh, the phone call, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the, cin- the cinnamon rolls for me, right? <laughs> it's Corey, stop <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. The the Ben Bref- the Ben Breakfast one is funny mm-hmm. too. Like for some reason, I'm surprised I like that one. That's a good one. Much. But I it's love, a good yeah. uh, yeah, it's a good like episode for yeah for Feeny and for oh Feeny yeah and yeah you really their get bro- their own bromance. Yes, absolutely. That real kind of mutual respect that comes when like as you're becoming an adult and you have like an adult to look up to. Does it even get into college at the end of that? At the end, yeah. Season. Yeah, because this is Eric's uh, gap year episode uh, season. Is that when they go to the beach college? Yeah, and uh, cool. I like that episode too. Well, a girl almost has like statutory re- revenge rebound sex with a minor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was wild. She was, she kicked them out, mm-hmm. threw the TV out the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Pittsburgh episode. Oh yeah. So this is like it's not really a breakup, <laughs> but they are kind of forced apart. Can we talk about this for a little bit? Because it is another Corey and Topanga milestone. 
Um, so yeah. Annoying. yeah, it really is. I think on all counts, like you get it, you want them to be together, but everyone's just being really shitty. And again, just because they need sort of a narrative antagonist, they decide to make the mom, uh, Corey's mom. And I fucking love Amy and Alan Matthews, but here it's like, we're just going to make Amy the wet blanket for two episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's her, uh, it's her son. Like she's super yeah. protective. That's true. Uh, That's true. There's like, I'm sure there's some Freudian things you could throw in there if you, if you'd like mm-hmm. on why she's like whatever her reasons are but mm-hmm. what happened in the Pittsburgh episode so <laughs> I can't, Topanga I Topanga remember. needs to she moves right? Topanga moves without telling Corey or like with like two days notice or whatever mm. and oh, yeah, uh, then she comes back she she yeah, runs away okay. from home because she, she missed Corey so much rain. yeah and yeah. we get one of this is just I think this was the first time Ben Savage has to rock a really schmaltzy monologue about love Oh yeah, that's like my yeah. least favorite thing about Boy Meets World. Is, is love, Corey's like love true, the amount of times he says true love. Mm-hmm. It's like almost maybe like how Tommy says man in Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's always Corey, Corey <laughs> yeah. with the love stuff. Although like the best That's the first yeah. time mm-hmm. they acknowledge like that they haven't been together their whole lives. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. their dark years. <laughs> yeah, which I guess they do explain away. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I remember getting shit from friends that I was spending too much time with a girl, so I stopped being her friend, and I kind of never really talked to her again after that. So it's, I guess that it, that does happen for people. Yeah, good retcon, <laughs> Boy Meets World writing staff. Yeah, because I mean, even as the even when they were in like elementary school and middle school, they weren't together. No, not even he was. Same class. They were in the same class, and he was always like calling her an alien and stuff. Yeah, they had yeah. crush. They had a crush on each other. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Is that, is that all we got for season four? Any other remarks? Uh, Do we have a secret uh, sauce? An Ed sauce for season four? I would say it's the 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 Eric Feeney dynamic. Yeah, those, yeah. I really like their yeah. scenes together. So shall we get into what some... I think most people would actually say this might be the best season, like pound for pound. I think... Season five? Season five, I think, is gets the most love. So I did like season five. Yeah. Season, you know, see, mm-hmm. we introduce Angela. We introduce Matthew Lawrence as Jack, Sean's long-lost brother, giving Eric someone to kind of play with. It's, you know, kind of replacing Jason for the most, for more or less. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't always like when they add new characters to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually just kind of like deal with it, but um, like this one, Angela is super funny. Yeah, Angela's and... great. She, yeah, uh, the way they and really Jack... like. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. no, go ahead. I was gonna say just the way they really like acknowledge the fact that she is the token black person in the whole show. She's like, <laughs> Angela got an A on her essay. I'm like, what's the essay about? He's like, maintaining your black identity when you have three very white friends. <laughs> <laughs> Jack was was cool. I'm not a big like Lawrence Brothers, uh, nostalgic fan. I, but he yeah. he fit he he fit in really organically. So yeah, yeah. And, and like I think that's you can't. I don't think you can understate that for a show where it's already been on for five seasons. You know. Yeah, and I yeah. also uh, appreciated they had they gave Sean a brother because his mm-hmm. whole thing is like always like worrying brother. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's always worrying about how different he is than Corey. What he doesn't have mm-hmm. that Corey has. So it's like, no, you you do have that stuff. You mm-hmm. just have you don't you just don't know. You gotta yeah. go do your re- you gotta like do a little more work about it. But well, that's cool. And I remember that they were brothers a lot more often during that time than than Eric and Corey. Yeah, um, I was more. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where the stories were more focused on. But I, I definitely it was more um, 
I was more aware of it. They were they were constantly trying to like figure out their relationship more actively, whereas they would do it maybe once a season if we're lucky with Corey and Eric. So it would just come out mm-hmm. of super left field a little bit. But yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, like again, just they kind they gave it their siblings. Deal. Did Sean have before? Jack? Oh, because they said remember, yeah, like he had, he had a sister, right? He, they said he had a sister. We never saw her, and that's where co- the hair products came from. Um, and then <laughs> there the episode where uh, Corey runs afoul of Sean's other brother or half brother at the trailer park who punches him in the stomach because mm-hmm. he's like stealing electronics or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot but, about that. But one. that was it. But they yeah, when Jack comes in, they treat it like Sean has been alone this whole time and you know always wanted a brother. I always wondered what he was like, and then it turns out that you know Jack's. Jack's mom, you know, pulled a notebook and hid all of the letters Sean sent him for for 15, 15 <laughs> weeks or a year or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was cool that they knew each other already, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't yeah. like it just got revealed yeah. randomly and they, you know, they just they knew that they were the, they were there. Well, they, they could cr- they crammed a lot of store. There was no wasted time in these tw- any of these 22 minutes. They really <laughs> very efficient storytelling. <laughs> so, without further ado, shall we get into the L word? I'm talking about Lauren. Oh. Oh, her. <laughs> so this is Lauren to break I, I, I like three. her. Uh, I like her. I liked her too. I love Linda Cardellini, so it was really hard for me to be like this homewrecking bitch, but it's, it wasn't her fault. It was Corey's I mean, fault, man. She, yeah, it's totally Corey's fault. So Corey, so for those who haven't seen, they go on a weekend like senior ski trip. Corey breaks, messes up his ankle getting off the bus, so he has to stay in the lodge the whole time. But this girl who works at the lodge uh, befriends him, and they stay up all night talking. And yeah, I really think Corey just entertained it. Like you know, he could have just brushed her off or just put up some boundaries but it's not her fucking fault if she finds him attractive you know like shit yeah she's on all in the mountains all alone yeah. come on mountain mountain uh, mountain I mean, madness he got better he chose to stay that's true and I, I i don't know with Corey in those instances like with the 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 kiss in the closet mm-hmm. like in the previous season and this he never tells her like exactly what happened. He just gives her like the cliff notes and expects her to like be cool with it. He never like says like, "Oh, uh, you know, he has backup, so he, Sean could help him out." But I don't. I know that's not really the point because he still did him anyway. But there were like certain key circumstances where he almost had no choice, or he wasn't always like the aggressor. And he doesn't tell her that. He doesn't say like, "Oh, she trapped me in the closet," and and put her face in my face. Which is kind of what happened. So yeah. he doesn't tell her. He doesn't. He's not really completely honest with her, even when he's being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always thought that was an interesting like turn to take. Kind of shows his uh, his character flaws. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not not to like, say that he never learns, but he's he's not he's not perfect. None of these characters are, which is which is yeah. Good. He's like yeah. He he expects like Topanga to always understand his intent rather than exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And he thinks like his reputation like backs up that intent mm-hmm. when it really, <laughs> dude, it really doesn't. Cause he, I think he sees himself as like, yeah, I'm this. My heart's always mm-hmm. in the right place. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of that, Vanessa? What, like just kind of Corey's sort of perception of himself or how he sort of sees the world and and everything like that. Honestly, I think Corey is like really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. 
And even when I was watching it, my sister was like cooking in the kitchen or something, just listening to it. And she's like, are you freaking kidding me? Or like, shut <laughs> up. And it's like, the you... thing is too, it's like, where's your excuse? Like, at least like Sean has a, you know, a really traumatic family background and, you know, like comes from a broken home. So of course he's going to be and a he little. He also has that reputation yeah. by that time. Because I think that's the same episode or same storyline where the girls trap him in the uh, yeah, yeah. boathouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like an active mm-hmm. nightmare, I think you know people i or at least i've had and it's yeah it's so it's not as like it's a little more forgivable when it's sean because you kind of expect that kind of like the other episode from when dad expects sean um or you suspect sean was like giving what cory whiskey yeah exactly you know, like it's you kind of expect it from from hunter yeah how yeah i find it really interesting that yeah, and the way that, like, I'm annoyed with Topanga in a lot of episodes, but I think it's only because the writers decide to do whatever the hell they want with her, to, like, whatever's most convenient for the story. So the whole thing that she also has to have an experience with a boy who is objectively probably perfectly suitable for her, too, in order to see what Corey was talking about this whole time. But hot damn, do I want to punch that artsy-fartsy kid in the face every time I watch that episode. I think uh, I think both those uh, those love interests for Corey and Topanga, like the side ones, uh-huh. they were more. There were people that were more like them. Like uh, yeah. Lauren was a little more mm-hmm. like Corey. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember the guy's Rick, name. I think his name his name was Ricky Ferris. <laughs> yeah, his 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 uh, his amazing take on the Starry Night. He yeah. was way he was way more like a Topanga. Yeah, I looked him up. He's a soap actor. I was like, that's why he has that such a punchable face. Oh, okay. Like soap actors well, the... all kind of look a certain way, you know. Well, I mean, they had daytime TV and soap yeah. operas, right? Like yeah. UPN and ABC. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The Scream episode, guys, or I guess people call it the Scream episode, I love that but episode. it's okay. yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's the first episode I ever saw. Really? Um, that was a high bar, dude. I had a. You know, I used to take Pokemon, and it was mm-hmm. on UPN. So I I guess I had like mistaken the times of like how or how many episodes they were gonna show. So mm-hmm. I taped a Pokemon episode, and uh, no, it was supposed to be when they were gonna reveal that um like that big dragon monster. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like it was the water one, but they were gonna reveal it, but they uh, didn't. And I thought they were gonna do it. Yeah, and it was like the little fish instead. So they like I guess they're gonna the follow up episode. I thought they were gonna do it, but then it was just Boy Meets World, and it was the the scream one and i thought it was so entertaining it's a lot of these and i know we're like this conversation is literally just that it's we're we're chris farleying the hell out of this show right now it's <laughs> <Or just> like <laughs> remember that episode you remember that yeah that was awesome which is it's fair <laughs> like we're not gonna give you guys like a full breakdown in this like if this is all on disney plus if you really want to watch it and you should but you know yeah. this it's fine like <laughs> um but yeah that's so god like Kenny's dead, Feeny's dead, we're trapped inside with the killer. Like, season five has a lot of those weirder, just like one-off episodes, but this is just, this mm-hmm. is definitely the high watermark of those episodes for this whole show. Um, well, then, like, the characters really have had, like, four years. I showed that episode to my younger cousin yeah. the other day. Oh, okay, how did it play for your younger cousin? Wait, which which cousin? Or how old? Christian. Chris, okay, how did, how was he it for him? He 15. Okay. How, okay, how did it play for a 15-year-old Gen Z kid? He liked it a lot. He was hella laughing. Okay, good, good. But then okay. also, I kind of, like, trained him, so I've been showing him a lot of, like, older nostalgic movies. Mm-hmm. He really likes, like, the older, like, sports kids movies. Oh, good. Yeah, you're doing you're doing mm-hmm. the Lord's work, Vanessa. I'm very proud of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we give any any, like, I guess existential views on i guess the show um 
because I know you got to go pretty soon, right, Michael? I'm okay. Uh, I have about a half hour I can still play okay, with. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I think this, uh, when I look back at the season, I've since I've watched like this, like that, that storyline of Corey and, and Lauren a few times, it, I saw it like when I was in high school, when I was doing similar things, and I see it now. It's like you have answers for them now. It's like, mm-hmm. no, don't do that. Or you like, why the fuck would he do that? But at the time when I'm watching it, like as a teenager, I'm like, oh man, Corey, you and me are like, you we're the same right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I always liked um, shows that could do that for yeah, me. For but sure. I'm 30 years old, or almost 30 <laughs> now, and I'm watching. And like, it's hard to relate to some of it. Like a lot of it's pretty corny, but um, it's also mm-hmm. hilarious. Like I. Um, I think what there else? was two Halloween episodes this season. Uh, was that one of them? That, the Scream one? There was that one, and then the one where, like, what's her name? DJ Tanner was in it. She was, like, a witch. What else happened in that one? Like, do you remember uh, what? So, basically, she is Eric and Jack's neighbor. Is it the Witches of Pembroke one? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he, he caught her practicing witchcraft. Is that, like, the one of them? Or is that mm-hmm. something different? Yeah, okay. that was the same one. Mm-hmm kind of remember was that a that. halloween episode or was that just like a special episode well sabrina's in it that's the one i guess i guess or yeah melissa joan hart is sabrina's and mm-hmm. a guest star okay yeah i must have like i didn't watch that one when we when i revisited it but i'll check that one mm-hmm. out um and then they also had another like flashback episode in this one i know they flash back to like when they're like... on the um jungle gym a lot or like, the park that might be something or different. i think it was like one of the special episodes where like they go back in time it was like oh, okay. Corey went off to war. It's like World War Two, I think, and then Corey goes off to war. And okay, I can't. I, I think it like I know loses what you're his memory about. of Topanga. Do you know what the name of the episode is called? What episode that one was? I'm back. What? Where are we at? What are we doing? <laughs> We're trying to figure out the, uh, the episode. episode. Corey goes off to war. Mm-hmm. That's uh, season four. It's called. Oh no, no, season five. Season no, my bad. Five. It's called No Guts, No Corey. I don't think I. I'm not sure I've seen that one. I have seen it, but just a couple times. I don't remember that one super well on that's my the own. One, that's the one with uh, Salem in yes, it. Yes, yeah. I'm so mad that I just. I totally had to run out during the scream portion, but it's okay. <laughs> we <laughs> didn't. Okay. We didn't follow it up too much uh, on it. Oh, uh, uh, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. But we, we, could, we, could, we could go back. Penbrook. Oh, the. Oh uh, yeah. With Candid, yeah. with a DJ Tanner as a witch, mm-hmm. which is funny because in real life she's like super Christian. So I wonder why she was oh, yeah, even cool is. with that. <laughs> I just saw I just saw a uh, Yahoo news headline, an interview with her saying like, like, sex can only be best enjoyed through marriage or <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, go figure. You you got There's it. There's a lot of one. You got There's a lot it, of dude. sexual one-liners in that in that show. There's a lot of innuendos in this show. Way more than like, I think we get credit too, for. I mean, a lot. Corey had a lot more mm-hmm. than I'd ever like imagine. He's so cringy. Let Corey me Matthews. let me touch something. <laughs> <laughs> the um, where she's like, uh, "Mr. Fiend, I've never failed before. This is the first time for everything." Oh, that argument won't get you anywhere with this one. <laughs> like, come on, Corey. But um, season five, do they get back together in season five? They do. Well, yeah, they it's, do. It's at the end of that at, episode, right? Yeah, at the end. Much? Yeah. Of, of then there was Sean. And then they uh, no, it was at no after she goes on the date with the artsy guy. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, you're right. And you're then right. after the the next episode, they have to pretend they're still apart because they think Sean needs the satisfaction of getting them back together. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's just like, then, I don't care. And they break, then they break up again. <laughs> and then Amy gets pregnant, like, right after. Yeah, that. with a baby that ages, like, four years in seven episodes. 
when the girl meets world come out what year was 20, that 2015 okay so and that ended in y2k so that dude was only supposed to be 15 years old the little brother yeah oh yeah because you i don't know why he seemed like way he seemed like way younger to me when i watched the show okay like, i think kid, I, the thing is the thing is teenagers just look younger now Maybe now that we're older, I think I've always just yeah. felt that way. Even though these guys pretty much, I mean, yeah, the the chronology is kind of weird, but I think they were all at least 17, 18 when they graduated from high school in those mm-hmm. episodes. So they were legit 17, 18, but they just look, I mean, at least Ben Savage looks a little older. Yeah, there's like different make different yeah. ways to do makeup, makeup and, and everything. Yeah, style. Yeah, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that dude could be 25 for all I know. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Are you really cool for season five? Do we have any more we want to say there? Oh, yeah. Hold okay. Topanga okay. should have went to Yale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She totally I, sh- I, 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 I see yeah, that. I remember that. Yep. I agree. It's like, come on, it's Yale. Maybe, like, maybe her parents uh, would have stayed together if she'd gone to Yale. I'm joking. <laughs> Corey, Corey just always made that shit about him. He really he did. Always... Yeah. He was. He's a very selfish character. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I get it. Like his parents kind of treat him that way, and you know, he's like the—he's always like the center of it. So it happens um, when you come from a stable household. You think everything just should come uh, easily. Yeah. Should just be given to you. I mean, I'm yeah. So Corey's the one with the least. Is there. Oh, he graduates, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like there for like two episodes. Mm-hmm. And they do like a—they uh, do a little um, fourth wall breaking with like why he wasn't around or something mm-hmm. like yeah i was on the other side of the school or oh, oh with minkus that whole bit yeah yeah and he's like hey mr turner wait mr. up <laughs> thinking what else is there in season five i mean the the angela and sean like the episodes really? with the drinking and all that like that was cool she well the fact she was she was really solid and she's actually like 10 years older than everybody mm. but so that might also be why like her acting was so good she's just more seasoned <laughs> but, yeah yeah, yeah. i liked her a lot yeah she really just slid in and she was like one of the better characters they introduced i think mm-hmm. than like out of all of them that they brought in I, later yeah on, like i would say, say in season six yeah. and seven i would i would go angela jack and then rachel and then the dean I thought rachel oh, was oh the so dean Feeny, oh feeney's feeney's real life wife don't you know i had no idea yeah they've been married since like 1951 they're and they're still together okay. yeah they wow. do they'll do like convention appearances together and stuff so, yeah. It's like a Jerry Stiller and his wife. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so into season six, shall we? Yes. All right. Yeah. So this is I like to think of this like now we're just in shenanigans. It just feels like I'm watching. <laughs> I, I just feel like I'm watching Friends sometimes, even down to like, hey, we always hang out at this couch every time, all the time. Now it's like if we're not it's at the couch, for us. we're at our apartments. Yes, exactly. So it's like you could totally tell, and they're always drinking coffee now. So, well, that was mm-hmm. what well, ninety that ninety nine. Yeah, that's uh, when Friends was like really popular. That was Friends right? at its peak for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, and a little, and I really, I think my favorite episode of that season is when Corey's convinced that Sean and Topanga have like a thing between them, and he yes. forces them to go out on a date <laughs> with the immortal line underpants. underpants. And he tears it, dude. Like my, I was like, my bad, because he tears his shirt open in like anguish, and he's like decently I know, cut. He's hella buff. He's like <laughs> lean. He looks like he looks like a Jewish Bruce Lee. 
Which is the one where he uh he thinks he's boring and he has like the celery post. That, that, that's and... that that's that one. It's called Better Than okay. the Average Court. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's nothing about me that separates me from anyone else. There you go. And he blames his dad. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, no, that's the thing too. I like know, that was so annoying. Alan his parent Amy's Alan He's a hard ass, but he doesn't deserve the bullshit like Corey gives him. Even Eric barely Corey always came off as super entitled and ungrateful, and Eric never did. He was he was always the, like the voice of reason for Corey too. Mm-hmm. As funny as that sounds, like moving forward, mm-hmm. um, but he always like kind of put him in his place. Yeah. So I think it turned when uh when they took the road trip. Yeah. And, uh, at least for their like dynamic, mm-hmm. it stopped being like Eric giving Corey advice. Mm-hmm. Didn't really happen anymore. That's true for sure. Because then you just because then that was like Eric's lost soul kind of year or two. Anything else out of season? Spoiler alert: Sean's dad dies. That's pretty damn, pretty damn significant. Yeah, I was just gonna about to, br- I was about to bring up that, that episode. Yeah, that was pretty sad. That hit me super hard the last time I watched it. I think I actually cried. <laughs> I did. It's tearjerker. It really is, man. Like, because <clears throat> yeah, I think all of his resentments and everything, like, it makes sense. You know, yeah, if your parents aren't really around, you're you're gonna question your everything about yourself and also just feel like, what's wrong with me, like can't my parents help me figure this out but they're not here so i just feel super lost like it makes it makes it makes all the sense in the world and just when they decide to kind of come to jesus with each other then they you know we, we lose chet but he makes his appearance he, oh he, yeah he, he comes he, back he, as, he, he a, always as comes, like a memory me- he han solos it a little memory a little bit, yeah you know? obi-wan spirit guide style for sure i felt bad for jack because, like, he wanted to grieve, but he was always just trying to, like, fight off Sean, was, who was going through. No, he was, he was trying to be, like, strong for Sean or whatever. He's like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, he was saying, like, I don't deserve. Sean says, you don't need to feel this pain. And then Jack is like, I don't deserve to feel this pain because I didn't know him enough. And I'm like, that's hella sad. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. man, I see you. I see you. Everyone really well, stretches also, like... their their dramatic muscles this season i would say and he also well jack also points out that he was abusive to the mom like oh in the previous yeah season. yeah so and like jack was it, an alcoholic so if you like put that together mm-hmm. it definitely like maybe would give him some conflicting emotions about grieving mm-hmm. that's um, true that's true but it seemed like it was good towards like i mean they never had a bad um scene together mm-hmm. he never really brought it up so, I mean, that's another continuity thing that I think could work or you could pick it apart. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk about the uh, when uh, Topanga gets Me too or Oh, yeah. Oh, with, uh, with a... By, by, his, by, the, by Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking weird. Like, whose idea was that shit? Um, and during the hearing, oh my god. That, that was, was so frustrating. He's like, he's like, thank you. He, like, <sighs> he was mansplaining like, like a motherfucker, dude. Oh my god. He directed that episode, didn't he? Yeah, so that was nice. a very interesting exercise, I'm sure. And Feeney was like, yeah, I have a question. Do you mind if I rip your head off and roll it down the hallway? <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, that's Stewart's a fucking piece of shit, and he probably never actually got fired, because that's what happens. Probably not. Of course yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah Penbrook. Uh huh. Um, Go Penguins. I don't know. Uh, that was like that's like Kevin Ar- Kevin Arnold if he goes down the dark side. Yeah. Because uh, Fred Savage is so, exactly so, the same. So so Vanessa. Anything. Yeah. So yeah, Vanessa, you haven't seen the Wonder Years, right? No. So basically, yeah. So okay. Ben Savage is older. <laughs> it's okay, but more like long story short. So it's a similar coming of age thing. 
But Ben, so Ben Savage's older brother, so that's Stewart. He plays a kid growing up, almost I think to the same like for, he goes from like twelve to sixteen or seventeen. But he's basically mm-hmm. Corey if he didn't have all, all these people putting him in his place. Like if Corey was just oh. allowed to complain about everything and everybody just ate his shit, then that's what we would get. And this in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, where like it was more acceptable oh. to be like an asshole. Like to be, you know, where toxic masculinity was still like just, you know, the uh, the flavor of the day. Yeah, even like no matter how many times he loses, it's like he still wants to act like that. Yeah. So, um, so but yeah, it, it's it's like the culmination I think of that, like mm-hmm. that just that attitude. Yeah. But also, I, it's it's like a funny thing to reference to me. I'm like, oh, Kevin Arnold's trying to hit on Topanga. I, now. It is weird. Right. It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but so I digress. But it's, that, that's a good episode just yeah i mean just because like i i that was like one of the first things i when i was younger i was like oh i know that actor he's mm-hmm. in this show i didn't i like didn't know they were brothers until later mm-hmm. um until i like until i saw fred savage's last name and i'm like oh i wonder if they're brothers and then like and, you can you, know, you can tell you can have wikipedia like true. i true couldn't look just look it up and you can tell he's from like chicago because the way he says class <laughs> like i really enjoy your paper you wrote for my class topanga it was a pedestrian. <laughs> what if I told you I think about you in the shower? And I'm not oh, going to... Sorry, sorry. That, I, that was my own version of it. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, yeah, actually, speaking of this, again, me at... Fit- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. This is my fifth sense. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Jonathan Cumberland <laughs> for the defense. Um, my, so... This again. This is me at nine years old watching this show for the first time, and I'm watching this season. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Why are they always in the hospital? Because you go from like Chet's heart attack to Josh's premature birth, and oh yeah, I'm like, why is like what's happening? I'm like, I really, I was like, are these people gonna be okay? <laughs> but it all works out. It's TV. It always works out. So, and then yeah, then they just make Topanga be like, I don't believe in love because my parents got divorced without telling me and. Sorry. Am I really am I really surprised that my parents who I don't see cuz they live in Pittsburgh hate each other now? Like that was I didn't really like how they handled Topanga in like the last two seasons. Cuz like mm-hmm. she was either a wet blanket or a hard ass or just taking all of Corey's shit. I am I appreciate her as a character like as kind of the straight man foil, but it was yeah some it just depending on the episode it's it's hard to get behind her i think Josh, get behind topanga yeah yeah it's also hard for me to get behind Corey as like Absolutely. being a supportive like boyfriend husband mm-hmm. you know um i i don't know i think this is is this season seven where they get married and they move into the apartment yeah the, the crappy married people okay apartment. yeah yeah just yeah. like the the way he's i mean i don't know i don't want to jump forward but i agree with you a little bit with oh we can i think we're pretty much in there so go ahead with like the Topanga, like not supporting, like she makes terrible decisions for herself sometimes. Like mm-hmm. the Yale, like not going to Yale, and mm-hmm. I don't know. They still could have got married if she did that. And, uh, just kind of putting it on Corey, and Corey's like, "Dad, I should be able to live with you because like you love me." Yeah, there was that was that was hard to watch. <laughs> like you got married, you have to. I'm like you're, for yourself. It was like they should have been like, you know what? You're not Filipino, so you need to move out. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this was about a Filipino couple, they'd absolutely still be living with the parents. I I, I don't remember too much about season seven. Season uh, seven, honestly, like they get uh, so much, like so much shit happens in season six, like dr- like heavy shit. That season seven is just kind of like sitcom shenanigans. 
You have, mm-hmm. like, Eric yeah. as, like, plays I with squirrels. and married for a longer time. No, like, just, like, season, I think, episode four of season. It was, like, se- half a season. Yeah, or two-thirds, yeah. Sorry, I know that they never played, like, the Honeymoon episode on Disney Channel, along with other episodes. Like, that... I guess they were in bed or something. Yeah. So I remember, like, there were, like, five episodes they would never show Oh, dude, on, I remember... No, <laughs> no, Disney actually, Channel. no, the weird thing is, so they never showed the drinking episode, the prom night episode, but they did show the Honeymoon episode on Disney Channel. Because I remember seeing, okay. like, Topanga's just bare shoulders peeping above the bed sheets, and I'm like, okay, what's happening? Okay, maybe you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dad, Angela's dad uh, storyline mm-hmm. was, it's, I like it and I don't like it with Sean, and he has to, like, win the dad's, like, approval, and I don't know. Doesn't she leave, too? She does, ultimately, to spend time with yeah. him when dead, but mm-hmm. then you get into the, that Angela also was abandoned by her mom and everything like that, and that, uh, that yeah. episode, I think mm-hmm. just their per- their performances are really good, and yeah. I would say, I think, it's safe to say, besides probably uh, William Daniels, who plays Mr. Feeney, that like Ryder Strong is easily the best actor on the whole show. Mm-hmm. I would say that's my that's yeah. my vote. That's my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He has like the best facial expressions, mm-hmm. uh, comedic timing. Yeah, like he can do like the oh. the comedy and like the really like butt hurt like uh, hetero life mate of Corey, but then he plays yeah the the sort of tortured soul thing really well and and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and he's got the hair for it too. But yeah. <laughs> the half beard <laughs> oh yeah he has the weird little goatee at, at the end like the whole the beatnik yeah. thing i was just but, like where did that come from yeah <laughs> and it's like really wispy eric, really I wispy. eric had it too yeah no he just has like the soul patch or whatever or the soul patch in the it's coming in nice stuff. yeah it's <laughs> like oh my hair's not gonna grow back i got my receipt <laughs> <laughs> oh and then sean finds out his mom is not his real mom yeah verna was just who raised him but his real mom was a stripper so he gets drunk one more time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we had to get, they had to just click a box. They're like, at least one episode, Sean needs to just have kind of like, his life needs to fall apart for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and then we get plays with squirrels. Hell yeah, we do. That's Eric's. Oh, the manifesto. Yeah, me, oh, that's a, that's a manif- really good episode. That I love. Yeah, that's probably the, I would say mm-hmm. that's probably definitely a highlight for the season. That's probably the best episode of the season. Because it really is a cautionary tale of like, yeah, f- having falling out, fallings out. And I mean, I think obviously maybe not in super dramatic contexts, but you know, like Vanessa, you and I grew up with people who we thought were going to be like our rider dies, but then some shit happens and we haven't spoken to them in 10 years and that's fucking life. Yep. So it was very sobering, for sure. But Plays with Scrolls really tied it all together. Lose one friend, lose all friends, lose yourself, all that. Do we have any more highlights of Season 7? I, I mean, aside from uh, the Mr. Feeney's, like, final speech. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that was good. Yeah. Know, that was that was a hard one to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mo- yeah, most of it's, uh, it's really, um, like you said, a lot of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. a few life lessons thrown in mm-hmm. um that's all i got there's not as really oh. yeah there's not as many like stakes i think season five is good because there just feels like there's so many stakes to everything like yeah. oh yeah i wanted yeah. to say did you have a secret sauce for season five i was gonna say um angela i yeah for season yeah. five yeah angela i think for sure coming in and just being kind of like a nice breath of fresh air and season six i'm not sure I'd say just like Corey's neuroses, because they yeah, like the college years. Corey's just he's just he just turns into like this neurotic, paranoid old Jewish man, and yeah, like he's I uses like the karaoke moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
or his oh no he has this whole slam poem about like how sexually frustrated he is right <laughs> he's like come on Topanga <laughs> I really got it yeah I, I just I just I just want like a YouTube supercut of all of the times he like shows how like horny he is because <laughs> it's all it's actually really funny <laughs> but they probably have one yeah probably probably it's always interesting doing this at the end of a long week. I never really know how I'm gonna feel, but this this shit gives me life. So I want to thank you both for being on here right now. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, yeah for sure. We'll do. We'll, you know, we'll, there's some. Other, there's bound to be some other episodes where we can have you back on. We have a lot of shared interests on here. Um, any closing thoughts on Boy Meets World? It's classic. It, 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 it never, it'll never get old. Yeah, for sure. It's such a comfort food show for me. I didn't realize just how much I really appreciated it, and like how this was yeah like i said this is the first sitcom i got super super invested in and this like claimed as like my my shit you know and it's still it's still on my sitcom uh mount rushmore i guess if i really had to think about it vanessa your thoughts um i mean watching it now and watching it before it was like a lot different Mm. and i was just like because i was like thinking about it like as an adult i still liked it like i still related to a lot of it and I thought a lot of it was fun. And now I'm like kind of eh about Corey and Topanga, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. I, I guess like a, a, another final thought I have is um, it does put me back in a um, in a, in a time where I, I do remember those things, like kind of mm-hmm. going through those same little hiccups and hurdles. So um, it does. I think it does its job mm-hmm. for our show. Kept me young. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, why don't we uh, close with just one round? With we've made a lot of quotes and references, but how about just one more round table? Uh, just a quote that comes to mind, and then we can close it up through there. Uh, I'll start if you guys want. So this is a new one for me. Uh, Corey says, "Love is like God. You can't see it, you can't touch it, but you know it's there because you can feel its wrath." <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. Okay. Uh, mine's during the wedding when Eric just goes, ha ha ha, Sean's poor. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> a lot of the Feeny quotes used to get me. So the uh, the and then there was Sean episode where he's like, uh, "We'll be back to the young and the restless after these messages." Uh, shut up. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. Oh, uh, right so on, like, guys. Anything, anytime Feeny like Feeny had the best ret- slams. Retort, yeah, yeah, he had the best slams for sure. Yes. On that note, uh, believe in yourselves, dream, try, do good, and we're too old for this shit. So thanks for listening. Peace.